The ghost is raping me. Warning, this audio recording is rated for mature audiences only and contains extremely foul language such as cock, tits, fuck, douchebag, or moist. The podcast you are about to listen to does not reflect the views, opinions, or values of the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com or even the podcasters on this show themselves. We always want to remind you that you should always drink responsibly and never drink and drive. Abandon all hope, ye who listens. I like beer cause it is good I drink beer because I should If there was a song to sing I sing it and beer you drink I drink beer when I am sad Cause the beer it makes me glad Now there's nothing left to say So let's go drink beer Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And stop! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside, the podcast, episode 54 this evening. You could find us on podcasting apps such as iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, uh, as well uh, on the website, allbeerinside.com. Joining me for this evening's episode, we have, uh, sorry, live to tape because COVID's crazy in Canada. Uh, joining me virtually this evening is C-Money. Yep. Mixmaster Phil. Uh-huh. And Mr. Old School, who's no longer a proud boy. Eight minutes to go until you get shot if you leave your house. Yeah. Yes. In Quebec. In Quebec. In, yes, as we are quarantined uh, and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and we're also banning Donald Trump uh, from this podcast. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about it. He's never been on it, so it's <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. He was booked for next week, but we yeah. said fuck yeah. it. It's not like he had an open yeah. invite to show up. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we like to keep the hate and rhetoric between us uh, and not out there. So, uh, okay, so we're going to do what we've been doing virtually for our last few episodes. We're going to share some virtual beers. We'll start with Phil. So I'm drinking from uh, Black Lab Brewing from their Kennel Sour Series, the Raspberry Blackberry, uh, coming at that 4% uh, ABV. It is a very easy to drink uh, sour and sweet beer. I'm really liking it. So uh, I give it a four. Awesome. Uh, I'm actually going to go. I have from uh, one of my last trips to Ottawa before I think they're cutting us off from uh, visiting Ottawa. At least they should. Uh, from Refined, purchased at the LCBO in Ottawa. That is the distribution center for the eastern coast of Ontario. It is Refined Fool Brewing Company. It is Pouch Envy Australian IPA. Just as Galaxy Hops coming in at 5% with 35 IBU. Uh, the wonderfully aromatic Australian Galaxy Hop takes center stage in this citrusy, sessionable IPA. Uh, very light, very crushable IPA, not overly bitter. I would give this beer a 3.75. I will go see money. So uh, I was gifted a uh, very interesting beer from Nickelbrook Brewing. It's called Wonky Bastard. It's a mint chocolate Kentucky bastard. Uh, so it's basically a imperial stout aged in bourbon, barreled with chocolate and mint. It is a heavy eleven point nine percent. 
<laughs> good night. Uh, so good night, everyone. This uh, this will be my only five minutes on the show, and I've had my first uh, first take of it, and it's it's heavenly. It's like drinking an after eight, which we can't do anymore, but freaking really delicious beer. So I give this a four point five. Awesome. And Mr. Old School, what you drinking? From Tatamagoosh in Nova Scotia. This is the brewery that I went to uh, with my girlfriend on our trip to the East Coast last year. Uh, sorry, two years ago now. Uh, she got me six beers from them for Christmas. They surprisingly shipped from Nova Scotia, so that was kind of cool. Uh, this is a, I'm like, I look at the Russian Imperial Stout that was next in line. I'm like, I just had a bunch of food. I think I'm going to take it easy and have something light. Uh, not knowing a Belgian quad is is not light in the least. It is an 11.2 ABV uh, aged in bourbon barrels. It is quite well balanced, though. You get like the bourbon in the, f- it's like a fruitiness to it. Um, it is, it is, yeah, boozy, but like, I'm taking my time with it. And But I, I don't, I'm not like drinking gag in here. You know what I mean? It's just it's going down really nice and smooth. Take my time with it. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Awesome. And let's try to do this. Uh, even though it doesn't cling properly, we're going to do a virtual. <laughs> I'm worried one day I'm going to hit my glass with a pen way too hard and it's just going to shatter in my hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, please do it in front of the camera. The blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, no camera needed. Okay, uh, so uh, it seems that the most popular podcasts out there are either about murders or ghosts and haunting. Uh, so we're going to talk about murder in uh, beer, and then we're going to talk about uh, hauntings and, and ghostly stuff in beer. Uh, so we're going to try and grab that crowd. Uh, you know, it's a new year, new podcast. Uh, this may be the only episode related into all this, because after many hours of research, there's not a lot about haunting haunted breweries or murder in breweries uh, or murder in the beer industry in general. That's not a mass shooting. So we'll just talk about a couple of things and maybe get your thoughts uh, about certain things. See if you guys are believers or not in uh, the supernatural and the paranormal and stuff in the second part of the episode. But let's start with murder. Just, <laughs> just for no reason, tag ABI as true crime. Yes, yeah, for category. sure. 100% for sure. So from wikipedia.org, the story of Joseph that? Corbett Jr., Joseph Corbett Jr., October, born on October 25th, 1928, was convicted of the 1960 kidnapping and murder of Adolf Coors III, heir to the Coors Beer Fortune. Hold on. So there were two previous Adolf Coors. It's such <laughs> yeah. a great name that had oh, to carry. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, there's this guy in Germany. I like his first name. Let's add it to our beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's a junior? It's a junior kidnapping and murdering a third. So, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> They're not being creative with their names here. Right, here we go. Adolf Coors. Is that out of BC, did they say? Born. Yeah, well, we'll get to the article. But for Adolf Coors, a German-American brewer <laughs> in 1873. Read his, read, read his full name. Adolf <laughs> Hermann. What is it? Yeah, uh, I lost it. Adolf Hermann Josef Coors, K-U-H-R-S. Oh, that's oh, that's the actual spelling of Coors. Coors then. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So that's uh, that's the first Adolf Coors. Okay, so the background of this murder: Corbett was convicted of shooting a man in the back of the head in 1951, which he claimed was self-defense. <laughs> in the back of the head? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, <laughs> is his lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Same guy. Who, like, oops. Yeah. I shot him in the back of the head. He, he turned around. They took my shot. Uh, Corbett was placed in a maximum security prison and due to good behavior was later transferred. shoot people in the back of the head. Yeah. Was later transferred to minimum security from which he then escaped. Maybe maybe he was pointing the gun at the guy in self defense, shot, and as he shot, the guy turned around to get away from it and hit back the head. No, no that that never. I don't think that's ever happened in history. He's not, he's not fighting. You don't know the flash. that. You don't know that. Hey, freeze! I'm gonna turn around so it looks like a, a, a murder. Yeah. Ed, Ed. No, not <laughs> fantastic. Let's find out about this kidnapping. On the morning of February 9th, 1960, Adolf Coors III, the 45-year-old CEO and chairman of the board of the Coors Brewery, left his house for work, but never arrived. A delivery man found Coors' station wagon abandoned, and blood droplets were found nearby. He was driving a station wagon? (laughs) (laughs) A 1960 station wagon, so that was... uh, I'm assuming kids and stuff, probably. So that was the. This is the before car cold certified, so you know what I mean. Like it hadn't, Coors Light hadn't picked up yet. Yeah. But cold certif- certified, that's that's only like what the last 10, 15 years tops. Less, I'd say uh, five to ten. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Corbett was implicated, and the FBI began a manhunt that spanned from California to Atlantic City, New Jersey, and eventually Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. In March 1960, the FBI added Corbett to its 10 most wanted list. Are you saying how Corbett was automatically the prime suspect? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't have a full break. Well, this is just Wikipedia. I'm sure we could go back. Yeah, there's other articles we could maybe check yeah, out there, after. There's no way like an FBI person was like, blood, Corbett. <laughs> Corbett. Corbett. Later to be found out that Batman solved the case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on September 11th, 1960, Coors, re- Coors remains were found in the local forest with two bullet wounds in his back. I mean, self-defense. Uh, Corbett oh. was arrested October 29th, 1960 in Vancouver by Canadian police. And the FBI issued wanted poster type photocopies. And a woman called in stating a man of his description was in her area. Afterwards, the Vancouver police saw his car parked outside a motor inn. And was extricated back to the U.S. since the kidnap and murder occurred in Colorado. The state charged Corbett with murder. Well, they probably just saw him on WWE. <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. You don't get it? Well, it would have been WWWF at the time, yeah. I believe. Yeah, How many apparently. W's? Uh, it was three W's. WWWF. Yeah. Was it like three. Worldwide? Something? Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Yeah, it's it's Corbin's dad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, King, King it's not King Corbin, it's Corbett. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different name. Corbett, Corbett, say it right, Frenchie. Uh, On March 29, 1961, Corbett (laughs) was convicted of first-degree murder, sentenced to life in prison. He was paroled and released from prison December 12, 1980. So he served 19 years? Yeah, for (laughs) self-defense. Well, no. So, yeah, two murders. Well, no, the well. Well, yeah, hold on. How long was he in before he escaped the first one? Uh, 51. He was placed in... Doesn't say. Uh, click the article. Which article? The, there's a three. On oh, the, the three. Book. Okay. Encyclopedia of the 10 most wanted over 50 years. Oh, my God. A book. Yeah, we have to read. No, we have to read a book. We're not like, like all the other fancy podcasts. Oh, it's, to, it's to buy a book. So, no. Yeah. Although yeah. there may in the future be a reading of a book. Uh, all Beer Inside presents reading of... 
whatever the book uh, may be is. Serious Killer Quest. Yeah, it doesn't say much else uh, about it. In 1996, Corbett gave his only interview following his release from prison. In it, he maintained his innocence. Self-defense. Yeah, Corbett committed suicide on October, August 24th, 2009. I'm sure that was there was two bullets to the back of the head yeah. as well. Uh, let's see. Like, why wait that long to offer yourself? Seriously. Maybe he had some disease. Or he's he was like, born in 28, so he was 80 when he killed himself. Maybe dementia. Uh, let's see what we got here. There's an article. Web.archive.org. Let's see if it loads. Uh, this is a story and a half. Oh, no, it's not too bad. Um, just OK, same kind of concept. Let's go. Uh, oh, he killed himself because he was suffering from cancer. Let's see. Was it self-defense? <laughs> was the was the cancer self-defense against the body? Corbett shot Kura's early one morning on a bridge near Morrison in an apparent botched kidnapping attempt. Corbett stashed Kura's body in a yellow mercury and drove it to Douglas County, where it was taken to the foothills and left in a community dump. A uh, target shooter found the remains, including Coors' bloodstained jacket. Months later, as the FBI was tracking Corbett first to New Jersey and then into Canada, Corbett was arrested in Vancouver. And he was convinced of murder in 1961, but doesn't say anything about the first murder. And he was why. convinced of it. Yeah. Like, you did it. Uh, yeah. Convinced oh, convicted. Him. Whoops. <laughs> I'm still not getting how they linked the two. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. After calling hundreds of pages of FBI reports, newspaper clippings, and even his jailhouse letters, I'd come to know Corbett, perhaps... A few others had just when I thought I had him pinned. He finally opened the door. He didn't look like a killer. Yeah, that seems to always be it. He didn't look like he murdered people. Oh, he was oh white. Ted Bundy was a great looking dude. He's so pretty. Like uh, he looked like a grandpa. His face was long. His shoulders were sloped. Uh, let's see. Does not say anything about him confessing? No, nothing really. In his last decades, he really ventured out. He stopped working at some point in the 80s. He drove a truck for the Salvation Army and then Checked out from society in this doorway. We made small talk. Uh, it's nothing personal. I have nothing to gain from the notoriety. I've put it behind me. It's a gruesome memory. I ended my story this way. Corbett then smiled meekly. He shook my hand. Thanked for me for visiting and closed the door and disappeared into a small apartment. A man alone in, in the twilight of his existence, voluntarily confined to a prison of his own making. Da, 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 murder. Of yeah, a he, he fucking did it. You, you don't you don't escape jail and then hide in Canada and all this. If, you, <laughs> if, if you're if you're innocent, you, you push for your innocence. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it looks it sounds kind of shady. I think he did it. Could be. We'll never know because uh, now he's probably in hell from double murder. The first murder is confusing. Like, it doesn't really specify his, his timelines or anything. Well, it doesn't say too well. It's the motive. Yeah. Uh, well, it says he killed him in it. It says that the FBI said he was murdered in a botched kidnapping attempt. All oh, right. OK, so they tried to get, uh, kidnap him for ransom. Yeah. I mean, Coors. the yeah, okay. Coors value in 1960 is probably 100 million, 200 million at least. Eh, who knows? In, in the 60s. Yeah. You think so? That's a lot of money back then. In 1960. Yeah, how is that self-defense? You try to kidnap somebody, they fucking bolt, and you shoot them. Like, even if he tries to kill you, you still try to kidnap him. Like, it's not like you're walking down the street and the guy's, you know, running at you back to your well, face. Well, no, but, like, you. if you're trying to kidnap him and he's escaping and he's seen your face, you're going to kill him because you don't want him to, like, yeah. 
rat you out, right? I, I don't think he understands what self-defense means. <laughs> no, that's not the other thing. <laughs> defense of his pride and honor. Uh, look at the... Do a search for uh, Joseph Corbett Jr. and go on the FBI.gov uh, article. And there's a Murderpedia one. Murderpedia. Murderpedia. Oh, there's a Murderpedia? That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know. No. Uh, Murderpedia.org. Murderpedia.org. Number of victims, two. Date of murder, 1950. Date of murder, two, 1960. Uh, let's see what we got here. Former Fulbright scholar became the 127th fugitive named on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Corbett was convicted of shooting a man in the back of the head in 1951. He claimed himself defense. He was placed in a maximum security prison. So it doesn't say how long he was in that first prison. No. But you get more detail in the FBI.gov thing. FBI. I look back at the Curse Kidnapping case. Yeah. Look at that guy. Oh, that's a good looking guy. That's a good looking guy. He's like the Fonz. Yeah. Uh, see, from the first murder to the second murder, he really let himself go. His hair started receding, put on some weight. I mean. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you fat fuck. Yeah. How dare. <laughs> Why'd you murder a second person? Uh, let's see what we got here. 160 mm. pounds. A small, small dude. Yeah. How tall is 160 to 176. Wow. Wow. That's skinny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, milkman. Okay. So, this is just about the Coors case. It doesn't say anything about the first murder. No, it doesn't say. But it, this one talks about how they linked uh, the murder to him. Though. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Just do a quick scan. Yeah. So, they, uh, they, get, they did get a ransom note. Yeah. Yeah. Your beer shit. <laughs> Go Miller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sam yeah. at love Sam yeah, Adams. Adams. <laughs> Samuel Adams. Adams. Okay, so it was, looks like they linked him with a, a ransom note. The ransom note, they found the station wagon. Uh, and the guy in She followed the instructions regarding contacting the kidnapper, but heard nothing back. Uh, ransom note, which had a distinct typeface and was written on paper with uncommon watermark. The Canary Yellow Mercury. It was written in Comic Sans. <laughs> the Quinferiacus was wingding. Yep. Spirit. Cruise abduction. He started calling himself Walter Osborne. Oh, shit. Spider-Man. Yep. Oscorp. There you go. It's all linked from Marvel's early days all the way to uh, the 1960 murder of Adolf Coors III. Dun, dun, dun. Murder. Most foul. So for our first uh, murder and beer article, uh, I think uh, it was quite well done. Uh, let's talk. You guys want to talk about some more murder in, in beer? Sure. We got here. Okay. Well styled. <laughs> uh, this actually happened this year, or sorry, last year. Uh, back in uh, November of 2020, owner of Nine Band Brewing in Allen indicted on charges relating to murder and wire fraud. Let's listen to the... Allen what? Allen, Pennsylvania. Uh, no, Allen, Texas, Texas now. Uh, so yeah, we're continuing with some murder, a more modern murder uh, happening November 18th. We have from NBC uh, based out of Texas, owner of nine band brewing and Allen indicted on charges relating to murder and wire fraud. Let's play the NBC news thingy. A North Texas brewery owner and financial advisor is accused of murder and running a Ponzi-type scheme. Keith Ashley is the owner of Nine Band Brewing. 
Tonight, he is facing local and federal charges. Walks us through the details. The owner of Nine Band Brewing Company in Allen, Keith Ashley, is accused of murder. The investigation starts back in February when police were called to this Carrollton home of Jim Segan for an apparent suicide. There were some things that um, in, in evidence from the scene that instantly had our detectives say, Let's take a closer look at this one. An arrest warrant says police found a gun in Segan's left hand resting on his left thigh. But his wife told police he was right-handed and didn't own a gun. Police also discovered Ashley was a financial advisor for Segan. The deeper they, they dug into the finances, um, the more troubling it became. Carrollton police teamed with federal authorities. They claim Ashley defrauded at least six people out of more than a million dollars in what they called a Ponzi-type scheme. A federal indictment says he used the money for personal expenses and personal benefit, such as brewery expenses, spending at casinos, payments on personal credit cards, mortgage payments, college tuition, and student loan payments. There could be more. So that's one of the reasons we are putting this out there and asking people, if you interacted with this man, if you feel like you were also a victim, uh, let us know. Reach out. The investigation continues, but police are pleased with reaching this point for the sake of Segan's family. It's been a really difficult journey and, and year for this family. We're just hoping that today uh, gives them a little bit of peace. In Collin County, Vince Sims, NBC5. We reached out for comment from an attorney listed for Ashley in his federal wire fraud charges. That attorney has not responded. That attorney has said, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> So to be fair, he did it to salvage his brewery. Uh, it sounds like more than that. It was Ponzi's game. Yeah, no, pay, but, pay student no, loan debt. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, yeah. At least he Joker, did it for nice. good reasons. Yeah, He screwed a bunch of people, but hey. And killed someone, but he was paying his debts like a Lannister. I'm almost okay with it. Like a Lannister. Uh, uh, everything that's in the article pretty much was in that little uh, news thing we listened to. So I'm not even going to bother rereading it. Uh, uh how are their beers rated on untapped? Oh, yeah, let's find out. I mean, those things matter in this case. Yeah. You know, yeah, a couple guys got murdered or whatever and lost <laughs> some money. One yeah, guy got were murdered. Were the beers good? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was were they one like murder. put into the... Were, were to die for? Were they put into the tanks? <laughs> it's like uh, the Simpsons, that, that horror special where Homer becomes part of the beer. That's, all right. Uh, nine band brewing. 45 beers. Oh, let's, let's listen to uh, Nine Band Brewing's description. Endless tumbleweed and strewn highways, deep canyons and wind-worn rock formations, long-lost ghost towns, moss-draped swamps, and vast rolling plains filled with the most fearsome of critters, including the owner who murders people for money. Oh, That's no, sorry. That's not in the article. <laughs> you added that. That's fake news, you. fake news. Yeah. Uh, this is... This is the Texas that proves the legends and the inspiration for every premier craft beer created by Nine Band Brewing Company. Every sip serves up a tip of the hat, a nod of the head, and a taste infused with the distinct twang of our distinctive state. Oh, man. Well, some guy just gave one of the last beers a 4.7, the Badge Honey Blonde. Let's check out some of the beer names. Got One's cactus like, cat. I stole your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ponzi <laughs> scheme. Pilsner. Yeah. Let's see. Cactus cat Kolsch. Average of 3.49. 6,000 ratings. I mean, they, they got ratings. That's for sure. The Badge Honey Blonde. Nine Band Pale Ale. 
hop snake or hoop snake ghost cow. They totally missed out on honey badger. Yeah. June bug summer wheat. Yeehaw. Ron Santo tan ale. Double vision. That's uh, an IPA New England double vision. They should have made a uh, double. I don't know if they can pull off a double in. uh, But that is what it is. It's spelled double. Double vision. Yeah, double vision. (laughs) But like, I mean, the beer style double or a Belgian double. Uh, Toad croaker barley wine. Blue lacy. Candy corn scream ale. <laughs> uh, hatch oh, me shit. You, hatch oh, me if you can. can. Yeah, no. The, he missed out there. He yeah. missed out there. 3.37 and 750 ratings. Yeah. Naughty pumpkin. It, naughty pumpkin is their pumpkin. pumpkin. This is an amber style ale with pumpkin pecans and spices for those basic fall feels. Southern people who <laughs> listen to this podcast be like, why does it all sound like retards? <laughs> well, to be fair. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's a lot of people in the South Dixon line or whatever. South I'm, Dixon line. The South Dixon, Dixon line. Yeah, you know, down there where the fuck of the Dixie line. There you go. So I'm telling you, <laughs> they're not all fucking retarded. Like, there's a lot of retards up here, too. Red Ale Redemption. Oh, I mean, Calgarians speak like this, too. So you see, They do not. None of them have a southern. I don't know twang. about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm from Calgary. Calgary, <laughs> Alberta, Canada. Welcome Yeehaw. to the Stampede. Yeah. See, oh, uh, maybe it's because last time I was there, I was during Stampede, and I might have actually been American. Like, did ago. Bret Hart ever speak with a southern twang? No. <laughs> no. Interesting beer names. Uh, I'm sure none are related to the murder that's happened. Tea Town, Hatchet one, Holiday Spice, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, Hatchet's pretty close. Hatch me if you can. Trenches by Flozel Adams. Uh, whiskey Barrel Age 28th State Barrel Age. They got a barrel aging program, too. I mean, there doesn't seem to be anything racist in the names, which is good. You know, there's no, like, uh, you know. Don't say it. Don't say, <laughs> don't, it. Don't say, say it. nothing. Don't, don't, say it. don't do it. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I don't mint even know what conditioned. I wonder if this is like a mint stout that they made. Uh, well, yeah. Jalapeno Kolsch. That sounds tasty. I mean, I mean. Sort of sucks that he didn't put like little hints of all his crimes in the beers and all that. That's the way he's got to do it, yeah. man. It's got to be like unusual suspects. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna Mate. be teasing everyone. He's got to be the Kaiser Sosa. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of uh, pictures of the uh, can art or or labels, so maybe that's where everything's hidden. We just don't have access to that on Untapped. Uh, popular locations to serve this beer: B and J's Pizza and Bonding Food and Beer Garden. I mean, there's nothing with like. Ulysses S. Grant, Robert E. Lee. It's pretty It's pretty tame. The Badge Honey Blonde. From the time before Texas was a state, men donned badges to bring law to the West and establish peace and safety for settlers. And now, it's like police, gunslinger talk. It's not yeah. like... There's no ca- There's no Confederate well, flag. They talk. do have a Red Ale Redemption listed. So That's, for, that's from the video game, probably. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, maybe myself and Phil got to make our, our way down to Allen, Texas and interview this brewery. Just when when I asked the difficulties they ran into, we'll see if they add that in murder. <laughs> well, our owner murdered money. somebody. Uh, Besides that, Ponzi just, scheme, just regulations. Yeah, and, yeah, and paper, <laughs> red tape, red tape. Ah, uh, their website's not working. Yeah, they probably close at this point. Yeah, Looks so like another site murder. was murdered. Another murder, but this time by the brewery owner. Da, da, da. Hey, see, Money, you're the uh, you're the public relations expert. How do you fix that? 
If you get into- <laughs> How am I a public relations expert? <laughs> I don't know. You're like the closest to some kind of media or public relations. Because he's a salesperson? There you go. So how would you fix it? How would you spin this into a I sale? give you the keys and you're like, figure it out. You got three months. <laughs> you got three months. Do, do I have the right to use his name? You have everything. Yeah. Because you have to spin this in a positive way. But I mean, they do that all the time with things, right? Like, oh, this is the house that like you said it before, Ted Bundy. You know, killed these people or whatever. Like, yeah, but Ted literally- Bundy didn't run a brewery, and you're not trying to run his current brewery, right? And it wasn't like a year ago. But do you think that you couldn't sell beer from a Ted Bundy brewery if you had like all murder themes? Like, let's say you did like a a horror themed brewery, which is basically what Carp will do if he ever has a brewery. Oh, I've already but- spoken with Phil about how we're. Uh, I'll be naming my my brewery uh, beers and stuff, and it won't be horror themed. Uh, but there will be some sort of horror gaming theme. convention. So there will be like a zombie beer, a vampire beer, you know, a Sasquatch beer and things like that. So there you go. Or cryptids, as, as I like to call them. I mean, the, the easiest way to fix it, to be quite honest, is like if you want to really get all the people that are fucking pissed off about what the guy did, you have to go complete opposite. Like everything that he stood for, his beer stood for, you got to kind of try to flip it on its head. And I'm not quite sure with his like very generic, like, I don't even know what nine band means because it's like an armadillo with like the, f- the numbers. Like if you're in jail, I don't know if nine band is, is something that's recognizable in Texas. Yeah, no idea. And with the website being down, that really doesn't help our cause. Let's see if the Instagram has anything. Nine band. We <laughs> kill to have <laughs> the you come account back. is yeah. private. To die for. No, website's down. I think what you do. Brewery accounts private. What you do is you rehash the brewery and you say, my main goal is to pay back everybody who got fucked over. So you're like, and the people who buy the beer are helping contribute to help the people get back the money. Okay. Apparently it actually is a type of armadillo. Okay. Oh, okay. Armadillo or armadilla? (laughs) Armadildos. Ah, sweet. Starts in real thin and gets really wide after. (laughs) This is so fucked up. Although armadillos are pretty healthy for wild animals, they are connected to leprosy. Oh, great. <laughs> Sweet. They don't carry many common parasites and rabies, and armadillos are very, is very rare, but there is some danger in them transmitting leprosy. <laughs> Fuck is that? <laughs> How did I never hear about this before? <laughs> oh, my God, no. Well, I know, like, apparently the koalas are passing around gonorrhea or something. A lot of STDs. Yeah. yeah. 20 species of armadillos exist. What the right. fuck? So next episode, the armadillo cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so armadillo versus squirrels, which are the worst? <laughs> squirrels. Well, depends squirrel. if it's a street fight or if it's uh, in the trees. Well, then again, I've never had a squirrel <laughs> give me leprosy. So <laughs> 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 Fucking thing, man. Imagine that. Oh, Doc, my finger is rotting and falling off. Well, what happened recently? Well, I'm driving, to, driving down the road and I hit an armadillo. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna die. You're gonna lose body parts. This is fucked up. I'm reading about them and there's like, <laughs> you think they're more fucked up than I thought. I, I've lost respect for Texans. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that is the murder portion of our episode. One old murder and one new murder. And there's not many others. Like the the the, (laughs) yeah, this is the best part ever. (laughs) The nine banded armadillo armadillo was nicknamed Poor Man's Pork. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Roadkill souffle. 
But basically, during the Great Depression, of course, people were fucking like finding ways to eat food, so they were just killing off armadillos, getting leprosy, but eating oh, pork. God. What's uh? What is it? Moonshiners would go blind because it wouldn't burn off enough of the ethanol. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. there's some crazy stories about booze. Uh, yeah. So this guy's currently uh, being held in Fannin County Jail on federal related wire fraud charges. So nothing about the murder. So He's- can you like? I've always wondered this. Can you go to Fannin County Jail or Fannin County County Jail and be like, yeah, I'd like to talk to uh, this guy and like just have him like oh you got a visitor and you go fucking talk to him and you're like hey i was doing my podcast and <laughs> i wanted to know like what the fuck were you thinking yeah uh, i mean i'm sure there is people who who have that kind of access since uh but, but is that like something you have to like ask special permission for can you just yeah. roll up and be like yeah i want to talk well, to well i think he'd need to be yeah some probably aren't allowed visitors he'd have to have and he'd have to i think he has to approve your visit you can't just like randomly show up yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, is it a, like lawyer? Lawyer has to be like, yeah, all right, we're we're scheduling a meeting with you and Segan or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think you probably got to go through the lawyer. The lawyer has to contact him to get permission, and then you need them to sign like uh, not NDAs, but like permission to release the information at the end. So, well, what if we set it up as a Ponzi scheme? Oh, well then, like a get get out of jail fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And then we just leave him with leprosy. <laughs> We just toss an armadillo in the yeah. sink. Here's your fucking armadillo. <laughs> Enjoy leprosy. Yeah, tossing a couple armadillos. See now, now you guys are saying armadillo versus squirrel. What I'd like to see is armadillo versus raccoon. Mm. Oh, trash and, uh, panda all the way. Trash panda. Tr- trash pandas, trash but in those panda. um, in a fight arena. Yeah, yeah, that's I, true. I think we have a future business uh, in uh, America, guys, where we just start throwing in creatures in the middle of the ring and, and they just battle to the death. Yeah. No, so we get sponsored by Mike Vick in a second. Yeah. It's, ah. the, M- it's the MMA of uh, animal fighting. Yeah, exactly. AMA. So, <laughs> AMA. AMMA. <laughs> you have to teach. You're not allowed to fight unless your animal knows martial arts. Yes. Yeah. I mean,. We've uh, myself and Phil saw like the raccoon running on its hind legs towards a guy's garden in Toronto before he like sprayed it away with his garden hose. Yep. And I stopped so I wouldn't run over the poor little bastard. They're learning, man. They are. Uh, We had one in our in our um, compost bin that that thing had to be like 60 pounds. It it, we heard it like waddle down the steps. And then when I saw it crossing the streets, it was waddling like like really, really, really. Yo, man. You really, really, really fat people. You got to capture that for some poor man's pork. Yeah. yeah. Raccoons do. Mm-mm. So, but you Remember can the cartoon raccoons. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've been seeing people domesticating them. Like there's a video of a guy just surrounded by trash pandas. And they're like, oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not, not domesticated, but they're, he feeds them every pretty yeah. much every night. Yeah. And there's one where a guy has a raccoon in the backseat of his car with the window open. The raccoon's like swatting at the air like a dog would. So. I don't know. There's there's something. There's something there. Raccoons are great. And uh, if you're ever in Toronto, hit Bandit Brewery. So, so that's the murder most foul part of this episode. I have finished my beer because it was only 5%. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to grab a quick commercial break. And we'll be back to the scary haunting parts of the, of the stories right after this. This ad is for all the fellow Canadian beer drinkers listening to this show. It's time to check out Craft Tap. All Beer Inside is about drinking and supporting local, and this service lets you get tasty craft beer from across multiple Canadian provinces without having to travel halfway across our great country. 
you could purchase for one-time delivery or get yourself the Craft Beer Fan subscription package. You can grab the All Beer Inside referral link in this episode's show notes and get yourself a discount while helping out the show. Isn't it time to simply get the beer sent to you? Let's drink local and help support small Canadian craft breweries. And we're back from commercial break. Uh, so I went to get another beer. C-Money went to get another beer. Phil and Old School are on bottles, so they have more beer to consume. Uh, C-Money, what are you drinking now? <laughs> so I went to switch off of something less 12%. <laughs> 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 um, so I found this uh, interesting combo a little bit later. It's called La Frais, which it's by... Uh, I've, never, I've never heard this this place before, but it says Le Bière Tit Fret. The tit fresh beer. The mm. tit fresh, so it's like fresh from the tit. Ah, nice. But it's uh, it's literally from a tit creative, so I guess creative. Creative tit. The creative tit. They're pretty milk new, or whatever. I'm guessing. Yeah, I've, I've never. I, I just saw it was brand new, but it's basically it's um, a milkshake IPA of ananas and noix de coco grillier. So roasted hazelnut and uh, no, co- pineapple. Coconut. Oh, coconut. Oh, coconut. Coconut and. Anas, Ananas, Pineapple. And it's fucking beautiful nose on it. It's uh, kind of the beer that you would want to have if you were ever able to escape Canada and go down south again on a beach. Oh, maybe you um, can and get $1,000 on the way back. Okay, we've closed that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's scarily crushable. Okay. Like when you say crushable, this is like next level, almost juice crushable. So what's the percentage? Let's see here. Because I don't think you mentioned it. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, it's lower than 12. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but 7. it's still 8. 7%. Oh, oh okay. damn it. That was oh, close. Oh, oh. But it's, fucking, it's fucking nice, man. It's yeah. like super, super crushable. Cool. What would you give it out of five? Ah, uh, man. I might, uh, I got to say f- at least 4.25 on this. This is, this is super nice. Hmm. Very cool. Do you get really get the coconut? Oh, you get both. The, the, like the pineapple actually comes uh, on the front end, so it's yeah. like the, the 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 stronger taste, but it's got that nice finish of the coconut on your palate. So it's like mm. good, good, uh, good overall beer. I'm kind of shocked about it, and it looks literally the pineapple on the can looks like borderline tetha clack. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's like okay, it's kind of cool. Like I like the art. Very cool. I have from Alpha. Brasserie Brewery out of Quebec City. It is the Vista, a New England double uh, DDH. So a uh, New England DDH with lactose. I don't remember what DDH means, and I'm not going to look it up right now. It's coming at 6.7% uh, ABV. Ooh, beautiful, juicy nose I like those New England. Double dry hopped. Oh, double dry hopped. All right. So New England... Internet, uh, sorry, New England International Pale Ale, which is double dry hopped with lactose. Very juicy, very tasty, barely any bitterness. I think Old School would like this because he usually likes lactose uh, IPAs, as we've learned from our Vermont beers uh, that we've had on the show. This is solid beer. It's a four out of five for me. And that's talk about the scary part of breweries. Uh, so this article is a year old. It came out in October 2019. Uh, but six haunted breweries to check out. We'll say on Halloween because it says this Halloween, but obviously that's far away. I mean, the, so maybe next Halloween. Be, the ghost could be gone at this point. That is true. Well, I know uh, Phil and I were supposed to go to Valcor Brewery in Plattsburgh, 
They are in a military barracks from the 1800s and is rumored that it is haunted. So we have to do an overnight stay. Yes, it's an Airbnb style place too. We so. have to do a we have to do a ghost adventure type. Yes, of thing. you're gonna I, you're gonna I, wake I, up with hurt butts. Yeah, the ghost is raping me, and that's starting the show. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't uh, say it because I was drinking the beer. <laughs> but I was like, man, that's got to start the show. Perfect. The ghost is raping me. Uh, okay. Uh, but seriously, Valcor looked pretty cool. Uh, it's only single person rooms, though. So it'd be like 100 bucks each for the night. And I know that's they fine. do a murder mystery night uh, as Ooh. well on occasion. Ooh, so okay. I think it would be a good group activity for us to all head down to Plattsburgh for the weekend. Uh, rent the place like an Airbnb as a group. And uh, do the murder mystery and drink lots of beer on establishment and have to travel up a single set of stairs when we're crap or when we're shit based. So but let's uh, talk about some breweries that may be haunted, according to porchdrinking.com. Oh, I thought you said something else. Continue. Uh, nope. <laughs> I said porch drinking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, we all know what C Money thinks I said. No. From Clerks 2. Did you bring it back? Uh, no, I would never attempt to bring that back. Old school might. Because he'll play the biracial the girlfriend card. a black chick. Yeah, yeah but so that's you get to play that card. card. Exactly. Yeah. I'm playing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm but, playing it. I don't care. Are you bringing it but back? But you're black. But you're black. <laughs> but you're black. Exactly. So you get to play that card. Okay, so uh, from the article back in October of 2019, with Halloween fast approaching, let's correct that too. With Halloween coming up in 10 months, maybe nine months from the release of this episode, there's nothing better than sharing some good old-fashioned ghost stories with a beer in hand. From pesky ghosts that interfere with a bartender's duties to restroom peeping toms. <laughs> what? what? To restroom peeping toms. We rounded up. So we rounded up some of our favorite haunted brewery establishments and bars. Trust us, you'll need some liquid courage to enter through these doors. Okay, so the first one is Moon River Brewing. Uh, from so just looking at it, uh, yeah, it looks haunted. <laughs> is that is that really what their place looks like? I'm pretty sure that's a table where people have been like cut apart up, cut apart on. This is something out of like session nine. What the yeah. hell is this? Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, Carp, I think that looks a bit like our basement when we went to Ohio there. Uh, it just did BNB. Yeah, it just didn't have the table, <laughs> but it had all the other creepy stuff your, in, in our your, your saw dungeon. Yeah. But didn't yeah. you guys like look at where you were staying before you booked it? Yeah. It was cheap. It was cheap. Um, <laughs> The guy said, oh, my renovations are in the middle. So we're like, okay, some stuff will be whatever. <laughs> the middle of what? The past two decades? Yeah. 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 That's what it felt like. Uh, we, look, we, it was, we didn't anticipate it would be that It was bad. cheap. It was close to uh, downtown Cleveland. All our outside of one Uber, all our other Ubers were like under 10 bucks for 25 minute drives. So I would uh, like like the place yeah. was sketch, but everybody was nice, man. Yeah. Everybody. And it, it was it was a bad the whole street was empty. I don't think we saw anybody on the street for a week. That's because they've all been murdered. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, the murderer must have left at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm the good. The murder was done. And the murder was the last part of last part of this episode, not this current party episode. Now we're talking about haunted. Uh and it didn't it wasn't haunted, but it did look like a murder house. It could have been a murder house. But yeah, this uh Moon River Brewing Company, uh, it looks like there's probably been murders 
might have been an institution before. Let's find out. Moon River Brewing Company is often a stop during many Savannah, so Savannah, Georgia, uh, ghost tour. I'm assuming Savannah, Georgia. I might be wrong. Savannah's ghost tours, and it's no wonder. Housed in a building that was built in the 1800s, this former hotel has hosted famous guests like James Abbott. Audubon? Audubon, yeah, Audubon, and General Sherman. Okay, at least I didn't fuck that <laughs> who up. Are the, uh, who are these people? Yeah. Uh, the building also served as a hospital during yellow fever oh, outbreaks. <laughs> Jesus, great. <laughs> like, <It's>... uh, <laughs> wait. Did they, did, they send, did they send white people that love Asians to the hospital? Hey, old school, have you visited this place? Because, you know, yes. yellow fever. Yeah, yes. it was an outbreak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's colorful past as well as the number of burial grounds in the city of Savannah makes Moon River Brewery haunted. Moon Brewery haunted with a capital H. Oh, okay. so there's more. I thought it was because the ad was in the way. Uh, according to Ghost City Tours, staff and patrons at Moon River Brewing have seen a lot of paranormal activity over the last 10 years. So much so that ghost hunters and ghost adventurers has paid a visit. Because of the, course. <laughs> oh, was it on South Park? Oh, the ghost is making me pee myself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the oh. most famous specter is a ghost named Toby. All right. Paranormal activity. <laughs> who haunts the brewery's basement. On tours of the site, people have experienced feeling inexplicably cold and some have even heard voices. On the upper level, a lady in white has been known to push people down the stairs oh, and the fourth. <laughs> Wait, is it a lady in white or just like a white lady? It's probably yeah. just a white lady. Yeah. In it's white. The ho- it's just a hobo. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a it's a Karen. Yeah. And the fourth floor exudes dark energy thought to stem from its history as a hospital. Learn more about the hauntings at Moon River Brewing here. Uh, so we're going to post the articles on allbeerinside.com and the not so brand new trending topics network.com you can click on the articles and check out these articles yourself that's one place the next place i I would go to all these places despite unless it's like people walk in and literally get decapitated then i might question going it's all bullshit i'm never that never happens like imagine if someone actually got decapitated by a ghost and that's how you prove it that never happens. <laughs> Ghosts aren't real. Just head rolling yeah. on the floor. So we got Old Town Pizza and Brewing. The Portland Brewery and Pizzeria was built above the city's infamous Shanghai tunnels that were used to house kidnapped sailors during the early 1900s. Uh, well, this history no doubt could bring a few ghostly visitors in for a slice. The most prevalent guest is none other than Nina, pronounced Ning Niha. Ningha? No, it's Nina. It's still Nina. 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 There we go. Nina. According to the brewery's website, (laughs) Nina has been around since 1880. Nina. Nina. Old Town currently sits in the former lobby of the Merchant Hotel, a prominent spot that was known for catering to Portland's elite and where ladies of the night frequent. Nina. Lots. Nina. Uh, we're Nina. Uh, I'm going to butcher it. It's Nina. Okay, I'm just going to say Nina because that's the way it's written. A it's working Nina. woman, yeah. <laughs> Nina, a working woman, uh, quotation marks, was thrown down an elevator shaft and it is said that she never left. Well, how could she leave? She was thrown down the <laughs> elevator. Yeah, exactly. It's like she can climb up. Yeah. So I wonder if she told one of her Johns that she was pregnant and that's why she took that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she, she, she's working with the, um, the lady in white that pushes people down. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> if she ghostbusters it and starts blowing me at night, I'm cool with it. 
There you go. Not cheating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're you're the gatekeeper. You're gonna give her your own ectoplasm. Did you guys see did anybody see Doom Patrol season two? No. Uh nope, not yet. Oh fuck. Okay. I, I won't I won't spoil it though, but it's got to do with like sex ghosts at one nice. point. <laughs> ghosts that fuck. It pretty much. Uh according to Adam Milney, owner of Old Town Pizza and Brewing, Nina's presence is a regular occurrence. Ten years ago, a skeptical Okay, that didn't sound right. A skeptical of ghosts, general manager. So it should just say a skeptical manager, but anyways. A skeptical of ghosts, general manager, saw a woman in a black dress head to the basement. He followed the woman downstairs to let her know they weren't open and instead found the room empty. Old Town's beer and wine distributor has reported seeing Nina as well. Other strange occurrences include a woman who reached out to Old Town Pizza after reading about Nina on their website, claiming that Nina haunted her room when she was a little girl staying at the hotel. Yeah, okay, fuck you. Anyways, seriously, yeah, exactly. That's well, a Milne, cry, that's a cry for attention. Yeah, could be. Or give me a free room so I can get haunted again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I want a refund. Yeah. Uh, well, Minnie Milney has yet to come across Nina personally. He does recall a picture frame moving while he was doing paperwork in the lobby and has video evidence to prove it. Another possible Nina sighting came when a customer shared the below photo that captures a ghostly howling face. So I think it's there. Where? Looks like in the back right. Oh, oh no. no, it's the upper, white spot. Yeah, it's upper the white left. Spot. Yeah, but that could be anything. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a chance to meet Nina, explore the history of the Shanghai tunnels and grab a tasty slice and brew, you can book a haunted brewery crawl. Or watch the Ghost Adventures episode featuring this bar, because <laughs> I've watched it. Oh, yeah. Now we got the jailhouse craft beer bar. We've all felt intense chills and that prickling feeling on the neck and spine, says Sarah Stewart, co-owner at the jailhouse. Get better heating, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little more salt, too, would be helpful. Yeah. Uh, in the 18th 18- sage, a lot of sage. <laughs> exactly. In the 1880s, the town of Buena Vista converted the stables on East Main Street into a temporary jail. This space would later become the Jailhouse Craft Beer Bar in Buena Vista, Colorado, where staff and patrons have been known to experience hauntings late in the night. Strange oddities include bartenders experiencing ghostly visions, bar stools pulled out, security cameras catching a hat jumping off a hanger, and a guest with service dogs noticing ghost-like vibes in a certain area of the bar, and most recently, a black cat hanging out near the bar. Meow. Meow. People need to just suck a a giant dick. Like, seriously, (laughs) come on. Uh, Fortunately, the hauntings have been harmless, most likely local entities hanging out at their favorite watering hole or waiting for their arrangement. Except the stupid cat. Meow. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now we have Wolf Den Brewing Company. Uh, we got a picture here. It says Meat Jack Den Dietz, touted as the most haunted brewery in Illinois. Well, there's a lot of murder in Illinois, so maybe it's, it's true. Wolf Den Brewing Company resides in a building built in 1851. While weird incidents happen on a weekly basis, batteries draining quickly, magnets falling off the wall, flying off the wall, shadowy figures coughing in footsteps. Again, it's heating. Just, <laughs> just get your heating chest <laughs> COVID. That's not haunting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the most noticeable notable occurrences happened while Wolf Den Brewing was under construction. It's a decent little write-up. Co-owner Katie found a soldier's marble 
from on the property, and after taking the marble off the property, she experienced a series of frightening events. What type of marble? Was it like a, a steel one? Yeah. Or was it like no, it was, a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a steely. steely. It's got to be a steely. Cloudy one. A cloudy? Yeah. Cloudy. At a home improvement store, paint cans fell from 25 feet above and landed right behind her. So, oh, maybe it's the ghost of... Uh, <laughs> no, it's um, the Karen pushing or, you down yeah, the stairs. It's, it's, the, it's the ghost of insurance money. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or no, from right behind her. So it could have been the ghost of Joseph Corbett. Mm. Oh, so... Self-defense. See, it's all connected. All connected. <laughs> <laughs> she also randomly cut herself while shopping for fire extinguishers. No, dude, that, that's what? like, that's like a what, thing. what is that? How's that, like, how's that chicks, cut her, chicks cut themselves. They do that. Uh, How do you emotic. use this fire extinguisher? Yeah, <laughs> no, but no, but it's like so, so like not specific because it's like while shopping for fire extinguishers. Yeah, like yeah, it's so, like what happened? She, could be anywhere. So she was shopping for fire extinguishers. I mean, was she, like what happened? Was she playing with kids' scissors? Like what the hell's going on? <laughs> it continues while driving on the highway. A construction barrel flew out onto the road in front of her car. Now that's awesome. That's final. Actually, somebody trying to kill her. That's final destination. Uh, this shit. always yeah. gets me. Lastly, she tripped over a wire oh, and fuck. cut her Achilles tendon on the construction site. All oh, incidents oh, ended oh, wow. once she returned the marble. Every so, single time in a movie, I I watch the grossest shit in horror movies. Yeah. Whenever I see an Achilles getting cut or fingernails getting ripped out, I freak the fuck out. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I remember seeing in uh, Oz. I think it was like one of the later season where like one of the uh, not CEOs, but what are the what are they they call the guys that are basically the cops? Guards, basically, it's like a security guard, but there's the another warden. name. No, not the warden. It's like the CEOs or. I forget what they call yeah, them. Yeah, the corrections officers. Correctional officers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So COs is in there, but he's like this tall white guy, and he's good at basketball. And like they have a, a uh, like a inmates versus like guards guards thing, and he's like dogging them and everything. And then in a later episode, he gets his fucking Achilles sliced. Oh, and as someone who no. plays basketball, man, I fucking immediately grabbed my leg. I left. The, <laughs> I was like, I'm out. No. I cannot watch this. <laughs> Oh, it seems so yeah. brutal, man. Uh, it's um House of Wax remake there. It's when Jarrett Padalecki gets his Achilles sliced by like the, the face melting guy. I'm just like, because ah, ah, I'm a well, little girl. <laughs> there is the swizzle stick, which trumps everything. Oh, God, uh, <laughs> that cannot be unseen. Uh, the movie's called Neighbor, starring America, Olivia America, America, Olivia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to see some really tor- like actual torture porn. Yeah, that's that's the movie for you. So, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's find out what happened with uh, Katie. So she returned the marble and all incidents pretty much ended at that point. Well, not much about the building's history has been recorded. Wolfden owner and head brewer Kristoff and Katie were able to decipher from existing documents that a woman died on the property after falling into a well. So it's the ring. Yeah. <laughs> what is with everything happening around a well? <laughs> It's like no matter or what happened in the past, or- it's like, oh, you fell down a well. Maybe you should just fucking cover up the well and get your water from like a city. Yeah, that wasn't always an option in the 1800s. So. Dude, it, it was there. You were just poor. Apparently, <laughs> uh, uh, Oh, there's also another spirit. Jack is believed to have been a soldier from the Civil War or perhaps during the Black Hawk War. Uh, according to, I'm assuming Katie, uh, Christoph says this, we did our first investigation before we opened to the public last July. So July, 2019, 
And we're able to capture Jack telling us his name is Jack. Kristoff says, we also asked the spirits to move something. And shortly after, two 50-pound grain bags were pushed off the stack of grain bags and onto the floor because that couldn't naturally happen if things shift. So, uh, sorry, I added that one. (laughs) Uh, According to Kristoff, multiple mediums and ghost investigation crews have come through and confirmed that spirits haunt the building and that the upstairs room is a portal. Nice. Although many of the incidents are creepy, we feel that the spirits here are not evil, says Kristoff. They aren't particularly nice, but probably because they don't want us here. None of the staff is scared, and they've just gotten used to it. So here, here's my thing, right? You're a ghost, right? So you've done your time. You can't <laughs> yeah, sure. die, so you can't feel shit. Yeah. You're finally, like, you know, on the other side, whatever it is. Why the fuck are you going to like kick people out of houses and shit like that, that you can't live in? Like you're just, a, you're just like, you could go wherever the fuck you want. You're a ghost. There's no border patrol. There's no, like, well, you just go wherever. Like, why are you? So like with supernatural, it's you're attached to something in the building or your bones are in the building. And that's why you can't move on. So is that like a, but that's like a murder thing, right? Well, yeah. So if you're murdered or something, you know, you died with unresolved issues then, yeah. or you kill yourself, but you know, you're almost like uh, the grudge where there's so much hate during that murder that yeah. it gets passed on. Yeah, but everyone should just come back like the crow. <laughs> so you mean <laughs> one one really one really good Avenger and then three other really shitty Avengers types guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Oh, wait, there's two because Dave uh, Dacascus was actually a good. Uh, Mark Dacascus was a good. Mark. Mark. Mark so. Yeah. yeah. So in order to like, I've seen these fucking shows. So in order to. Uh, Get rid of these guys. You got to throw salt in three of the corners and do some fucking yoga chants or whatever. And like, it's, it's just, it's the dumbest fucking shit. I, I mean, that's it's why al- it's always a sound that they hear. It's always something moved. They never, never get evidence. That's it. And it's always, oh, they're starting to be irritable. And, yeah. um, you know, the guy's losing like consciousness. Have you heard of a doctor? <laughs> like go get fucking blood work. You yeah, maybe maybe asshole. you have diabetes and you, yeah. your blood sugar is low. It's not that everything <laughs> is a fucking ghost. You know what I mean? Uh, just, I watched that show. It was on. I think it's on Detour. Ghost Hunter stories or whatever. Well, yeah, that's yeah. There's, there's like ghost there's, hunters. There's, yeah, ghost there's one. Yeah, there's, there's like one that's a detective, and the other one's a medium. And you could just tell she's talking out of her ass. She's like, "Oh, you gotta call this fucking shaman and this." I'm like, fuck you. But it, it always comes down to like the, this big event where you expect something cool to happen, where you can kind of want to believe. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no. oh, well, I guess they weren't here today. So maybe next time. They're <laughs> like, sitting there and no. they're filming her walking around sensing stuff. And there's never any video evidence of anything for that's any like of these shows. All those palm readers and shit, too, right? Like, how are they still around? And it's because there's weird fucking people out there who believe in that shit. Because sometimes they get it right. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's always based on. But, but it's not such vagueness. It's like reading your horoscope. Yeah. Every day. It's like, oh man, y- your parents might die one day, or yeah. like some it's shit. Like, it's like, yeah, no shit. Like everyone dies one day. People want it so bad they want to believe. It's, it's, it's like, comfort. It's like, it's like, it's like re- hardcore religious people too. Yeah. So, but where does your energy go? That's that's the question that that a lot of people say is. If, um, you know, there's so much energy expelled from from human creation that Lee, 
Where's that energy go after? Goes into yeah. Jet Li. So no, there it goes only one. Oh, There's so it goes only, to yeah. another version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, no, you're, just, no, I don't even care. No, we're Jet Li. Yeah, oh, okay. Everyone's. <laughs> where he's no one's bitch. No, he. I am nobody's bitch. <laughs> you are my bitch. Uh, the answer fantastic. is we don't know. Yeah. The, got, the, doesn't the energy be okay with it? Unless you fucking like uh, don't go back to the earth or something. Aren't you supposed to be like the same thing as manure and like fertilize the ground? Uh, pretty much. Well, this is Lion King all of a sudden. <laughs> the circle. So we got two more places. There's this place called the Spice Trade Brewing inside Yak and Yeti Bar and Restaurant. See, that's this, a great name, by the way. That's a great name. And I'd love to go talk to these guys. Uh, this Victorian house built in 1864. So everything has not been before the 1900s in all these articles for all these buildings. Yeah, you don't expect a building from like... 2019 to be haunted. Well, that's it. I mean, why haven't I seen, you know, a dead hooker haunting St. Denis or something? Why is it always Victorian British kids who are like... 1800s were huge for ghosts. Who are like, come play with us forever and ever. I literally, the moment that I see any movie where the people are British, I'm mad now. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because, like, every fucking ghost kid doesn't have to be British. But isn't it spookier? Yes. It's spookier when you talk <laughs> eloquently. Yeah. See money, come play with us. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank, you, yeah. thank you, Christopher ever. Lee. Christopher Lee. And uh yeah. like they, they had an opportunity to do it right with Resident Evil and they fucked it up because they brought back a little <laughs> British girl. I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Okay, Raccoon City program. is Wait. in the United well, States. Okay. Computer program. Yeah, okay. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay, so, Kev, but what have they done right with Resident Evil? Oh no, no, no. That's they haven't done thing. anything right with those films. <laughs> that sound like Sarah Palin. <laughs> it, that's exactly it. But I can see Alaska and you're all gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> I see Russia from my back door. Um, She's from Alaska. That's right. Yeah. So uh, the much better version of, of Sarah Palin is uh, who's nailing Palin played by Lisa Ann. That's that's the one you got to see. So, uh, so we got this Victorian house built in 1864, 1864 uh, houses both Yak and Yeti, one of Denver's best Nep- Nepalese restaurants and spice trade brewing with delicious aromas and spices that fill the air and unique craft beer. It's no wonder that ghostly visitors don't want to leave. The restaurant and the brewery are said to be haunted by former owner Cora, who died falling down the stairs in, in the 1940s. Again, again the stairs. Yo, wow. what is with people in stairs? Like, how fucking drunk are you? That's the problem, right? So the reality is nobody's getting murdered. They get drunk off their beer and they fucking fall down the stairs and die. Well, That's what's happening. She wasn't. I don't think this was a brewery when she was there. It was the owner of the building. Uh, Jeffrey Tyler, head brewer at Spice Trade, notes that repairmen have complained about strange things happening in the basement. And according to this Fox 31 news report, which we'll check out shortly, Yak and Yeti employees witnessed so many strange occurrences that the Rocky Mountain Paranormal Research Society was brought in to investigate. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. These, there's a lot of these paranormal yes. research groups. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, they were not able to clarify that the strange occurrences were indeed spirits. Cameras did catch a mysterious moving chair. And all of these paranormal research groups are trying to get their own TV shows. Here's uh, YouTube. 
We have all heard of ghosts haunting houses, but what about a restaurant? I don't know. A group of uh, paranormal investigators is looking into claims <laughs> of spirits inhabiting an Arvada restaurant. And new tonight, they have some intriguing findings. Is this Family Guy? Is this Family a Family Guy? Is live from Old Town? Oh, it's Fox. Yeah. That's why. Ron, this used to be the Cheshire Cat Brew Pub, and last month a new owner took over cooking Indian cuisine. But little did he know something else would be cooking inside, too. <laughs> Chicken tikka. Add yak and yetis. Jesus Christ. And sometimes a good scare. I got like these chills, you know, everywhere. My hair was standing up. And hey, Billy Dad. just shaking because of the music. I heard like somebody like throwing something or like a door shutting down very loudly. But the restaurant was closed and no one was there. We had uh, some strange things going on. So Dolbatari hired Rocky Mountain spirits were living in the restaurant. It had been a home built in 1864. There was a woman that supposedly fell down from the top of the stairs and it killed him. The paranormal investigators set up 16 cameras. Oh, no. Electromagnetic field detectors. Well, okay, fuck you. Setup. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. They didn't have, the, they didn't have all the equipment now, though. And it worked. So I started hearing women's voices coming up through the floorboards. The problem is, is none of the audio came out. And then I started hearing this oh, odd, of course not. sort of sound. Then this chair moved almost imperceptibly. Their cameras caught it. Right after that. One of the lights right above me uh, started flickering and going crazy. Even though other lights on the same circuit with new bulbs didn't flicker. Most nights, we sit in the dark and stare at screens, uh, you know, monitoring the cameras, and it's incredibly boring. So to have something uh, of this magnitude happen is very exciting. <laughs> That's magnitude? Oh, oh yeah. yeah you get, you, any boy looking at some dude's feet or unexplained. The only spirits for sure at the restaurant are those people drink. Well, this place has had an amazing history. The paranormal investigators hope that by spending more time here, they'll uncover further evidence that they experienced a paranormal event. Ron? I don't know. I'm not sure what to think. What do you like? Think? I'm going to say this fast so I can get Very the fuck off this fucking. Yeah, it moved. Yeah, okay. Right. Tammy V. Hillary in Arvada. I didn't go to journalism school for this bullcrap. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Fox News. Come on. I mean, I'm going to be, well, I'd love to interview all the breweries, obviously, in, in the world at some point, but. I want to stage my own paranormal research thing. I have to yeah. buy like a spirit box and those uh the EVP meters and stuff like that. And a Ouija board. Just uh, don't, yeah. don't don't get a debuck box or Dybek. Debuck. It's the one with the uh Jewish demon. Oh yeah. The Jewish demon. Yeah it's a Dybbuk. I think it's yeah. Dybbuk it's pronounced. Uh, nonetheless. I think it's uh, called cheap. Yeah. Our <laughs> last one closer. is <laughs> uh now that's starting games. <laughs> Uh, wind the, the demon. The demon's called the Weinstein. Yes. Ah, oh, and it jerks you. Oh, it no, didn't that's... kill itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Weinstein hasn't killed himself. He's just yeah. pretending Epstein. that he's Epstein. dying. Epstein. When's, when? When's she gonna kill herself? Uh, uh in a couple when weeks. Convenient. Yeah. Come on, man. She's gonna get pardoned. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. We got Wincott Brewery here. So Wincott Brewery is nestled in a 125-year-old building in downtown. It doesn't say what city. 
Uh, it is said that harmless ghosts frequent the basement and are most likely to be observed in the restroom there. In the Why restrooms you take there. A piss? Perverts. Many, many men have claimed to feel a brush behind the back of their legs as they use the urinals. Um, <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> oh, that was the cook. Yeah. What? What? That's not right. It could be. Um, could, I mean, it could be rats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ghosts make their way upstairs to where staff have seen shadows darting across the room. Check out this video for yourself. No, but I want to know where this place is. It's Colorado. Wincom so, is Colorado. Uh, Lodo, Lodo, Denver. Colorado. Okay. <laughs> Am I on mute? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> what does it say, Colorado? I'm looking at the Denver. website, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I don't see what you're seeing. <laughs> it's fake news. So ghosts. For those that Colorado. don't know, and Americans listening to this will probably know this, but Colorado was actually one of the le- like the first people to really kick off the bre- like the brewery scene, like the. Uh... Oh yeah, that's why Denver has the Great American Beer Festival. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know the whole Coors family from Colorado. So. Coors. Yeah. Bringing it back to that first article. So therefore, haunting breweries, haunted (laughs) breweries, and murder are all together. Jesus. (laughs) Is there like a a haunted place in in Montreal? Uh, Not that I'm aware of. I haven't seen one. Um, it's, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's haunted the buildings, OQLF. but there's no haunted oh, yeah, breweries. Some French chick got thrown down the stairs or whatever. Or she fell. She actually fell in a well. She got leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, it's all connected. Oh shit! What? So, so Wincoop does a, an award where you can be beer drinker of the year. Carp, you got to go after that. <laughs> I just have to move to Denver. No, dude. Like, submit your your candidacy. Like, oh. You could you could pound it out in three months. Just I actually out of three months. When I was still at that financial company uh, before all it, uh, all the layoffs, I actually applied for a job with Crombacker as a beer salesman. Hmm. So, but they wanted somebody with more sales experience, which I unfortunately don't have much of. So that's why I didn't get it. Uh, at least that's what the HR person told me is that they hired somebody with more HR experience. I'm like, but I love beer. <laughs> So. They had they hired someone with more HR experience? No, sales experience, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, I'd love to definitely, like I mentioned, uh, Valcor in Plattsburgh is rumored to be haunted. And you've got all these other breweries, and I'm sure there's a lot more of articles of haunted breweries. It's just this was the one that I found, and the name of the website, porchdrinking.com, is actually kind of funny. Uh so continuing with haunting, there's a woman who believes <laughs> uh Women protest outside a Texas brewery accuses of being a satanic cult in a viral video. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, daddy, that, this screams of daddy issues. Yeah. Where's the yeah, video? This is getting attention. It's attention. Oh, How many go. kids out of wedlock this year? Ah, okay. How many priests raped you? Do you guys still have the, the sound? Yeah. yeah. What the hell? Why is it not? Expanding. It's like even Enter full like, screen. Like a mini video. I yeah, you're, yeah, you're so uh, before the next article, we went off and grabbed some quick beers. Uh, what uh, are you guys drinking now? We'll start with Phil. From uh, Bellwoods Brewery out in Toronto. Yeah. Yep. The their Jelly King Peach. Uh, was it the their fruited sour? It's the peach. The peach one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going from a uh, raspberry blackberry sour to a peach sour, and uh, the, yeah, everything. Both of them are easy to drink, super sweet, and the sour and uh, the nice fruitiness of it. Awesome. So I'll give it a four. Very cool. Uh, old school. Did you switch beers? Yes. This beer. Got a bronze medal at the 2020 Canadian Brewing Awards. It is Saltwater Cowboy Goza hmm. from hmm. Tatamagouche. Very cool. 
Yeah. Wow, it's got a... It's like a... I think it was barrel-aged in tequila barrels. Oof. And it's got a hint of uh, salt on the nose. Ooh, that's nice. Very nice. Is it, like a, is it like a good sipping tequila finish, or is it like fucking garbage tequila that you get? No, it's not, well, I'm not a huge tequila guy, but... Uh, I hate tequila at this point. <clears throat> you don't... No, you don't get too much of the, of the tequila. It's uh, It's got a little bit of... Uh, uh, sour to it, so it's uh, it's quite good. I give it a four. Nice. It's like a salty sour, right? Because yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, salty okay. sour. Okay, so that's where you get the tequila, I guess. Yeah, I'll go. I have from uh, Sir John Brewing or Brasserie Sir John out of La Chute, Quebec. It's called Jericho, Vermont. It is a double dry hop IPA. Jericho, Vermont, Chapter Twelve. It's called. It is. It's not from. It's like a child designed the art. Uh, there's no listed ABV. Oh, 6.6% ABV. Very tasty, juicy, almost New England. You know, just on the edge of New England style. Very tasty beer. It's a solid four. And Sea uh, Money, you switch beers? I did, actually. So um, local local brewery that we all kind of uh, frequent pretty, well, probably you guys more than me, but uh, Four Origins. Yeah. So I uh, hit up uh, Montreal State of Mind. It's probably one of the nicest can arts that I've seen, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's it's representing Montreal, so it's got kind of like the the subway and shit like that, and shout outs to like little boroughs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at some of the boroughs, I'm like, these are some of the shittiest boroughs. <laughs> it's like Plateau, Point Saint <laughs> Charles, Saint Henry, fucking NDG, Hochelaga, Lachine. Yeah. Like all these places, but the can art is kind of like your your typical kind of like spray spray paint. Uh, it's a tag. Yeah, it's a tag. It, it's really nicely done overall. Like pretty crushable, I would say. You're, it's 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 a standard NEPA, but it's um, I'd probably give it like a three point uh, three point five. Yeah, you guys went in a weird order. Like you started with like these super strong beers, and then kind of going. <laughs> well, we down. had to pull it back. That was the yeah, thing, right? No. Like I went le- like twelve percent, seven percent, and. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know what percent this is, to be quite honest. It doesn't say. Oh, uh, 7% as well. Yeah. So update on the Jelly King. The more you drink it, the more the peach comes out. This is yeah, fantastic. I, was, I think I drank that early on from when we returned from Toronto because I also got it. Wow. Never I had think, a, such a peachy. Uh, yeah. Drink, I think though. I bought, what, twice the amount of beer that you bought when we were in oh, Toronto? Easily. Easily. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's the term bottle conditioned? Uh, so it sits in the bottle for some time. It's a. Uh, so instead of barrel aging, it's bottle aging in a sense. Because it's it's fermented in the tequila barrels, and then this is bottle conditioned. Yeah, so it just sat in the bottle. So remember the article we talked about last time, where the guys put the bottles at the bottom of uh, Lake of yeah. the Woods. That's bottle aging or bottle conditioning. It's the same so concept. I've I've actually read something recently which kind of blew my mind, and I'm curious to see how this pans out, but. People are actually trying to test the density of the glass, meaning the thicker the glass, oh, okay, are the yeah, effects yeah. of the fermentation of the beer. So the thinner the beer, the more effects by external components versus like maintaining the inter- original I'm integrity say of it. Order, integrity, yeah, yeah exactly of, of the beer. So I'm kind of curious to see how that pans out. I know <laughs> they've just like I just read it recently, and there's a couple of of breweries out there that are trying this, and they're probably three or four months in so they're not quite ready to like see the effects but like maybe six months from now i'm going to be curious to see what that does 
Yeah, well, um, our first interview for, for the YouTube show with uh, La Brasse, he was, uh, Troy was talking about uh, zero Play-Doh, and Play-Doh is the uh, residual sugars in a beer, and he was trying to get zero residual sugars, so basically you wouldn't have any sugar in your beer, then they were they were trying to brew a beer like that, so. But I is, can't... is that like a health choice thing, like he's getting pressure from somebody who's like... No, 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 this is something he wants to try. Okay. So, uh I had recently spoken to him when he released his uh, the Barletier or the the milk bar uh, series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the milkshake series he's making. He's like, yeah, it's a sells a lot better when I make a different beer every other week. <laughs> so he's like, he's realizing that he has to start making more and more beers. So now he has a new lab series. He's doing that milkshake bar series. So we'll be getting, you know, and and he's selling really well online. So or not online in uh, the brewery, you know, grab to go. But all these guys miss their tap rooms and their regulars. So I don't I don't blame them, man. That's we'll be back. Like, you find, I, I feel bad for these guys, right? They they're like the salt of the earth type of people that are there just to kind of bring people together. Mm-hmm. And it's the epitome of not getting people together right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. They, they get their wishes sooner than later. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Uh, but Hey, there's uh, multiple vaccines. Uh, there's two available in Canada. We're probably going to be the group of the last people in sometime in like August ish. So we'll see. Uh, here's hoping and praying that we can all have a awesome quarter four of 2021 <laughs> and speaking of god yeah so speaking of hoping and praying <laughs> uh we're gonna go on the other side of that and a woman protests outside or so this is from newsbreak.com woman protests outside of texas brewery accuses it of being satanic cult in a viral video so first of all she's wearing a motley crew shirt so i kind of question that uh yeah. so I'll, <laughs> i saw that i was like that's bullshit <laughs> yeah i've seen the motley crew uh, Netflix special. Yeah. So we're uh, all about, they're all about God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so somebody who watched hail Satan on, uh, Netflix, it's about the satanic, satanic cult or not cults, but it's uh, the, the religion church of, of the church of Satan, the church of Satan. And they're a lot more accepting than most Christian Muslim and Jewish religions. Oh, they're the best. They're like the, 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 so, more, the, more, the most progressive church out there. Yeah. Uh, except for the one in Detroit, if you watch the video, they actually call for the beheading of Donald Trump. Nonetheless, uh, that is the Church of Satan out of Detroit, Michigan. So go say everything there. In the article, no. Uh, this woman says, I think we're getting ready for some Armageddon-sized human trafficking busts. Is this Pizzagate again? <laughs> a woman filmed herself protesting outside of a Texas brewery last week over claims that the business is part of a sat- satanic cult. Uh, In a live stream on Friday, Facebook user Lauren Alexis Pritchard alleged that Austin Beer Works, a popular drinking establishment in the Texas capital, has been linked to human trafficking. The whole beer industry in Austin, Texas is one big satanic cult, Pritchard said. Human traffickers, pedophiles, the worst kind, wield the most power in this area. Oh, she's getting fucking sued. Let's (laughs) watch her YouTube video on Facebook. Facebook. I'm here at Austin Beer Works. My hair's all cray cray. It's fine. Austin Beer Works. Satanic cult. And that's just being nice. The whole beer industry in Austin, Texas is one big satanic cult. Human traffickers, pedophiles, the worst kind. Wield the most power in this area because this area has the most Christed energy, so naturally it's gonna have the darkest energy. So I'm just out here. It's 
pretty peaceful. I mean, the crowd here, wow. I also think it's like a time thing. Like people know shit's really hitting the fan. So there's also hive mind action going on. So like people that are in that robotic hive mind, they all sort of get the memo. And then people that are, you know, like I'm out here collecting God's people. Like we sort of are in our own hive What happened to your life? You know, the truth, the true nature of reality. It's like what's real and true. Goodness and love. And these people aren't it. It's a disgusting operation. So um, maybe she's right. Like, maybe we're oh, all no. fucking wrong. Like my <laughs> personal experience, long time personal feel. experience. <laughs> long time. Wouldn't be baseless accusations. <laughs> I mean, if they were baseless accusations, I wouldn't exist. Um, but they're also super arrogant about it. What? On um, the front. Of- <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's the best. Surrounded by the best. Six feminine energy. <laughs> um, people are just super funny. Oh no, it's all oh, feminine. Oh, here we go. Are, like, really weird. Everyone's acting up now for the camera. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, they advertise it. I mean, they're super arrogant about it. On um, the front of the building, it's the god Atlas holding up a keg. And instead of the world, right? It's a fuck you to the gods. These people are not it. They are the opposite. And oh, shut the fuck up. Trafficking pedophilia of the worst <sighs> kind. So, um, when I showed up, there were two trucks from these guys. They had these trailers behind them. It's like, you guys are just, hey, like beer peddlers, you know? Like, what do you need these trailers for? And because I'm a human, I've got human curiosity I'm gonna think to myself I'm gonna look at all these things I'm gonna analyze put some dots together because that's what you know people do um, but this is pretty uh, apparent okay they also they leave a trail like whenever there's like a child sacrifice <laughs> I like to leave a teddy bear somewhere or like a shoe somewhere. What? Like sort of out of place, like what? sort of obvious. Oh, no, that's called a car accident. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the, you know that's they like post this sincere, shit on Instagram. Like sad it's shit. A way of communicating yeah. with each other, and then I learned their language, and I've been, you know, analyzing these sick fucks <laughs> for like a year. It's all English. And I've been at war with them for like a year. Wow. This is a coven. These are witches. Um. <laughs> You're either doing the actual human trafficking, the sacrifice, ritual child murder, oh, the eating of people. I'm sure they eat people. These are disgusting people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're either doing these things or you Fucking are assisting crazy. the process. So if you're assisting the process, then you are no less guilty than, uh, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, they leave like signs. You should not be allowed to wear that motley shirt. Um, so Wednesday, and this bow just sort of. So this is like in front of Austin Beer Works. So um, this sort of like caught my attention because I know that this is sort of a sign that a child was sacrificed. <laughs> um, and I was here. Saw this on Wednesday, <laughs> Friday. It's been three days why doesn't anyone think to pick this up like if this was your establishment 
why, like, wouldn't you pick it up, you know? Like, wouldn't somebody pick it up? Because it's like a thousand yards from your office. <laughs> it's on public it. property. Yeah. Well, because you guys have a lot of strikes against you, I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's a symbolism of a child was ritually sacrificed. And you're pretty fucking arrogant about it. You want to communicate that to all your disgusting human trafficking pedophile friends. And <laughs> you guys walk around Yo, with some awesome sense of entitlement on train on this that bit. you're better than humans. That's why they like to blend in with the humans. They like to blend in um, because they feel this sense of we're better because we do all this sick, nasty shit and these human idiots can't piece it together. They can't figure it out. Well, we're in the harvest now, and so that's why they're super arrogant about their crimes. You know, that's why the hell's logger with the panda, the pizza, the lightning bolt, and the money. They're arrogant about it because it's the harvest. Um, so I think we're getting ready for some like Armageddon-sized human trafficking busts. And if you watched my video, I made a presentation about the satanic cult the, that is the beer industry here. I made a presentation with like faces, the places, and explanations. And then. She's still on 2G. You know, why I'm able to do, like, how I'm able to do what Yo, I'm doing. Yeah, she can't go to fucking any, You know, backlash. I mean, physical backlash, spiritual backlash. Oh my god. Um. What else? What else? I think there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot. Yo, so I'm just going to make up some more bullshit. I think we get the point, Carp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I've been to Austin a bunch, right? Yeah. In my career, I've been to Austin a fuck ton. And I can tell you one thing. They are very spaced out compared to like <laughs> groups. Like, like in Montreal... And I'm not using Montreal as a great example, but I'm just saying like borough is connected to borough, connected to borough, whatever. People are close in proximity within like 10 minute drive, right? Yeah. Austin is like you've your neighbors are fucking like away from you type of thing. These people, <laughs> the, the way that this shit is like she's talking is scary as fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know what who who at Austin Brewing jizzed on her face. <laughs> like <laughs> aborted her baby or like, I don't know like told her she has to have the baby I don't even know what no they probably told her she had to have an abortion yeah like there's some some fucked up shit in this like it's it, she doesn't even have a group with her she's one one person getting booed on the street <laughs> it's uh, to me it's it's the ultimate crazy versus hot thing because it's like she, she's pretty good looking She'll get followers, man. Yeah. So oh, it's does. like, how many followers is she going to get? Because she's half pretty fucking good looking with all this. Cra and how much crazy shit are guys willing to deal with? So the math equation her? is blowjob per minute <laughs> by <laughs> support of fucking post. Yep. That's the equation. Uh, yes. Some of the other parts of the article, it's like uh, people pointed out that... Uh, Facebook users commenting on the video argued over whether the stream was legitimate or some sort of troll. Others pointed out the irony of Pritchard wearing a Motley Crue t-shirt, a metal yeah. band formed in the 80s, known for using satanic, satanic imagery. Satanic imagery, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and then it continues in a video uploaded to YouTube on Monday. 
Pritchard also points out other breweries such as Jester King and Live Oak as participants in the satanic cult while calling on help from all lightworkers. Uh, analysis of Pritchard's Facebook page shows repeated references to conspiracy theories, including those related to the apocalypse. Dude, she's just Austin Kim. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's something off there, man. I it, mean, she works she, as she, a she works as a light worker and healer. <clears throat> oh, I mean, so that's she's about actually she's about like, looking for something. She's up. She's about ascension therapy. <laughs> where uh, you check your your chakras. Check you your check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, you check your narcissist slash empath response. It's about balancing your tr- the trinity of your life: work, relationship health and also the best part is counseling for trauma for the un- unexplained uh, i also work with satanic ritual abuse victims family occult practices religious abuse scientology curses hexes demonic attachment artificial intelligence jesus christ and any other concerns of the seemingly unexplained i have met worked with many people in the field i am able to effectively assist anyone who ex- have experienced these things. So there you go. You're looking for something. Yeah, yeah. You're just, you need you're help. Looking for something that's not. Someone your, your had not giving you enough time. Someone you had too many stepmoms and stepdads in their yeah. lives. Yeah, like a, a priest or two had his way with her. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Priests don't have sex with females. I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think there's too many support uh, boyfriends who just wanted to get with her. Just, just said yeah to whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There's got to be all these satanic rituals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's all right, baby. It's okay. Yeah, all right, all right, right. <laughs> all right, baby. Baby's, yeah. baby's got need at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Like she ain't hurting anybody. She's sitting on the other side of the street looking for bows in the fucking grocks. That that totally doesn't look like a plant or anything. No, it must be real. I'm sure that's not from her yes. own little bow collection. I, but I, I just look at her. I'm like, oh, that's such a waste. <laughs> such a, you know, no, I agree with. Waste. I agree with old school. I agree with old school. Like, there, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. There's good DNA there, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you would expect this out of an ugly chick. Yo, that went you from DNA I mean? to NDA. You know, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's like no, but you, you get the ugly chicks are looking for something that they're, they're mad at men because they're ugly, whatever it is. <laughs> but like, when, when, you know, you look at her and you're like, damn, what a waste. Oh, it's not a waste. You can still she can still Yo, reproduce. So he, yeah. here's my thing. Here's my thing with that though. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, old school, because like she's not ugly, right? So like mm-hmm. the average guy, the average Joe would find her attractive. Yeah. The problem is the problem is with white blonde woman is that when you talk about oh shit, y'all look alike, mm-hmm. blonde whip- women <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. Y'all look alike. Rinse, wash, repeat, like they gotta stand out somehow. Mm-hmm. Like With her, I, it's the satanic cult. That's yeah, her gimmick. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's her thing. Sh- That's her sh- <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I, yeah. I don't know what her dating profile would be like if she's single, but I'd be like, oh man, she's pretty. So I'd obviously swipe right. Let's say we match, you know, message, blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't bring any of this up until I meet her. No, and then once no I way. meet her, it's like, it's like, it's like being instant, vegan. It's yeah, the first thing that comes up. Instant yeah. erection killer. So, well, hold on. Say if you're drunk and you, it's been a while. Yeah. And you're, you're in a bar and mm-hmm. you're chatting with her, right? Yeah. And she's digging you. Yeah. Do you go along with the yeah. shit to get yes. with her? <laughs> I at least try to, at least try to get to her place. But I think at that point, that's a dead end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the issue is this isn't the type of girl who probably invites you up for, for coffee or, or, you know, I think Netflix it is, and though. Chill or anything, I, but who I knows? think it I mean, is. Well, she'll give you a card for some spiritual healing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about is she'd be like, okay, walk her to the door. 
And then she'd be like, oh, this is a great date. She most likely doesn't. I'm assuming she most likely doesn't drink. So, you know, unless I, I mean, um, not roof. I mean, uh, (laughs) no, it's, uh, you know, first of all, you're never going to meet this type of chick in a bar unless she's out with like friends. But does she have friends? That's the thing. Does she have friends? And if her friends are, are, are other conspiracy theorists nut jobs, then you're never going to meet this chick out in public, to be honest. It's uh, like you said, it's the crazy hot scale, uh, like Barney said on uh, How I Met Your Mother. What a waste. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to go to Austin Beer Works, do like the legit interview with them, obviously, and then be like, hey, I want to do some joke B-roll. Show them it's this. Like, yeah. Can, can we do a pizza gate and show yeah. me your basement? Yeah. Where you have all the dungeon with all the, the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Do a fake one and just send it to her because she's she's got a public profile. I would Facebook. like to know like what they legit are they aware of? They must be aware of probably they not. Because no, they must no. It's Austin, so some customer must have been like, "Hey, check this out." Yeah, yeah. Like even this, the Daily Dot reached out to Austin Beer Works to inquire about purchase protests yeah. outside its store on Friday, but they did not receive a reply. This they don't give a shit. Yeah, they uh, should. Austin, they should make a beer about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Austin Beer Works is one of the most popular breweries in Austin. So I'm curious: is like, is the way to go to ignore it, or is it like to egg it on more? Oh. you're giving her publicity. Oh, you're giving her right? publicity. Yeah, well, it's almost you, better to ignore it. You're, unless she had more followers than you, you don't. You don't do squat. You know what you do? Putting on my PR hat again. Yo, you you legit, you invite her (laughs) for like a Sankasset type of shit and you spend time and you listen. Yeah, just sit there and listen. Sit there and listen and you respect her and you just try to hear her out. And it's one person, right? So you can do that. I disagree. It's like a, you can't. A, it's it's my rule. You can't fix stupid, and you can't reason with crazy. You but, can't. But, you, but one person can be reasoned with. That's a difference. If it's a cult, there's nothing. They're blind to it. If it's an individual, and you show them a little bit of TLC, you can you can switch them. You talked about um, look. I, I believe Austin what else goes Kim. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's some people what, you just can't. What uh, what old school's implying to you, see money on the TLC factor is don't go chasing waterfalls. No. So yo, they might look like the rivers and the streams that you and, and the streams that you're used to. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but we also don't right, want man. no. But scrubs. I had it right. Scrubs. It's wrong. You yeah. burn it all down. A scrub yeah. is a guy who like had, the can't guy get who no hung, love. The, the guy and who I don't honked, want no pigeons. The guy, <laughs> yeah, the guy who honked clearly had a scrub next to him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he's just a buster. He's just a buster. Yeah. So uh, I love when she gets all mad. Who the toxic masculinity? Fuck off! He's just honking because you're a fucking nut job. <laughs> the, the, the pro- so here's the thing, right? There's a there's a legit group of men who are actually fully supportive of women's rights that are completely getting unheard. Yeah. Because it goes to 150% men are shit, women are everything, right? You can't and to 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 old school's point, like at that point you can't fucking deal with crazy. You're agreeing with them and they won't support you and you're like, "Yo, I'm on your side. I want you to have equal pay. I want you to have these things." So m- maybe he's right. Maybe this chick has no way of like recouping, but to me, I would, I would at least from a perspective of a brewery, mm-hmm. I would say that we did our part. Yeah. We had a conversation. The conversation did not get agreed upon, but we opened up the dialogue. And that way you're from an external perspective, 
you're protected, right? Because if someone says, oh, how did you handle this type of situation politically or whatever, you can kind of said, well, we did our thing to try to have a communication. Yeah. But she is a whole lot of batshit crazy. So, and the fact that it's at first, it's like she's wearing a Motley Crue shirt. Hold on a second. <laughs> so, uh, good old crazy. I miss Motley Crue. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to end the episode on the Kickstarter. So the Kickstarter this time is called Brood, a guide to craft beer of New Zealand. Let's play the video. I already like the name. You guys got the sound? Yep. My name's Jules Van Croson, and I love craft beer. I've been a drinks professional for the past 10 years, and written professionally about the drinks industry for the last six. I came up with the idea of Kiwi Craft a few years ago and pitched it to a number of publishers, none of whom were interested. I strongly believe there is a market for a guidebook to Kiwi Craft beer, so I'm bringing it to you, the craft beer lovers. The brewers, beer professionals, and most importantly, craft beer drinkers. I believe this book is necessary for a number of reasons. Firstly, it will be an amazing and well-deserved snapshot of the ever-changing and dynamic craft beer industry. More importantly, however, it will enable consumers to discover new breweries and beers, and, with the use of the tasting notes, benchmark them against old favourites. I believe this will be good for consumers and producers, and will encourage more experimentation among avid craft beer advocates, as well as encouraging emerging drinkers to discover craft beer that they will enjoy. Kiwi Craft will be available in two formats, which can be used in conjunction with each other. The first is the Kiwi Craft Guidebook. This will consist of three sections. Section 1 will cover general beer information, style notes, information on brewing methods, ingredients, notes on cellaring and serving beer and matching it to food. This will represent 10% of the book. Section 2 will represent 70% of the book and will cover every commercially operating brewery in New Zealand as of August 2014. It will carry information about the history of the brewery, the brewer and their style, their inspirations as well as the house specialties. Included in this section will also be tasting notes of any beers the producer brews all year round, as well as seasonals regularly available in the market. Section 3 will be comprised of six regional guides that can be used by both domestic and international beer tourists. Auckland, Wellington, Nelson and Christchurch will be covered independently, as will the rest of the North and South Islands. These guides will include breweries, tasting rooms, craft beer bars and pubs, specialist craft beer retailers and restaurants with a strong craft beer focus. This will represent 20% of the guide. The other format will be the Kiwi Craft app, available for iOS and Android. This will be an on-the-go resource with abridged brewery information, all the tasting notes in the regional guides. Unlike the book, this will be able to be updated regularly, so that it will provide an evolving, comprehensive reference to New Zealand beer. It's my aim that Kiwi Craft be republished on a regular basis, around every two years. But let's get the first edition published before we think too much about that. I need $15,000 to publish Kiwi Craft. This will pay for creating a professional Fuck book you. that I will be proud to say is my first, and that you, the craft beer lovers of New Zealand, will enjoy reading. Among the expenses I have is editing content, travelling to the brewery uh, locations, it up design right there. work, creating the app, and of course the most right expensive, there. printing 750 copies of Kiwi Craft. Anything over and above this will be used That's to make Kiwi Craft even better. 
increasing the quality of the product, as well as helping to market and sell it. I have created some rewards. They start at being recognised as a supporter of Kiwi Craft. Next we have access to the mobile app and stationery packs. Then books, of course, including some multi-book packs that can be used as gifts for friends, family, as well as corporate gifts. Finally, we have a couple of amazing experience packages where we will get together and go on a beer adventure. While I would love for every brewery mentioned in the book to contribute, I know this may not happen. I could have gone out to these breweries and asked for funding directly off them. However, I believe this compromises my editorial independence. This is why I'm using Kickstarter to make Kiwi Craft happen. Please fund generously. I promise you won't regret it. Cheers. So close. You got it. You got 20 grand. So he ended up getting uh, 15,000 New Zealand dollars. I don't know what they're called. Um, he ended up winning, or no, winning, achieving. Uh, he ended up with 20,063. This has already ended. You can actually go to brew.co.new Zealand or NZ to check it out. So Ontario pretty much already has something like this called the Growler, which they release quarterly, uh, which you could buy for, I think it's up to $4 now at breweries in Ontario. Uh, so Kiwi Craft will be a guidebook for New Zealand beers and breweries. Update, new rewards. Okay, so why Kiwi Craft? We already listened to the video. So let's see, a dollar, a New Zealand dollar. Anybody want to check what a New Zealand dollar is called? Probably yeah, New Zealand. New probably Zealand sterling. Probably I have a feeling it's called sterling for some reason. Uh, okay, so a New Zealand dollar gets your name and acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah, you had it right. It's New Zealand dollar. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. New Zealand dollar. 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 Yeah. It's a dollar sign. And uh, it's actually pretty on par with a Canadian yeah, dollar. Yeah, it's 92 oh. cents. Okay. So uh, five New Zealand dollars or more, all backers of five or more, will receive one download of the KiwiCraft mobile app for Android and or iOS. Points. 15 gets you the swag kit with a bookmark, stickers and more. 30 gets you the book. Ships anywhere in the world. 35 gets you a Kiwi Craft Christmas. We would like to have the book in your hot little hands by Christmas. Or let's try it. We'd like to have the hot little book in your hands by Christmas. It's Australian. Yeah, that's ah, right, yeah. shit. Yeah. Kiwis are very different. Uh, backers of 50 get a signed copy of the book. So let's see what the big one is. Big one's $1,000. Uh, it oh. takes you on a tour with you and four mates on a craft tour of Auckland, Wellington, or Christchurch. Uh, we will visit breweries, pubs, and have lunch in an awesome brew pub or beer-focused restaurant. You Guaranteed also receive, this guy makes you pay for your own stuff, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah, also 100%. receive a personally inscribed and signed copy of the book, yeah. as well as the app. thousand bucks for a book and a fucking a couple of beers at some breweries. Yeah. You're <laughs> kidding me. Well, no, it's the, it's the meet the author. Yes. Come on. To, Fuck him. Oh, come on. He looks like a Robotnik. Well, have you God seen? Have, <laughs> have you just watched the video? Do you think that guy doesn't have like a high <laughs> sense of like esteem about himself? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, his mustache and everything. Yeah. Like, I love how he starts the video with like, I went to publishers yeah. and they all turned me down. <laughs> they, they said, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. But I uh, said, I'm better than you. Yeah. You know uh, what, though? Like, <laughs> you, he could have won us over at yeah. one point. Yeah. And it's the same shit that all these fucking retards do at Kickstarter, where they're like, for an exorbitant amount, we'll give you stickers. Yeah. Like, give the people something relevant. Invest. Like, it's the it's the number one thing in business. And I hate to sound campy as shit, but it's the spend money to make money concept, right? 
You want to get someone hooked. You want to get them touting you and get multipliers for, hey, recommendations to other people and all that kind of shit. Like make them feel like fucking good about what they're buying, not stickers and a fucking book. Who cares? I can read up on their shit on the internet. What makes no sense is they're like, okay, we're doing a book and an app, which I'm going to be able to update, but we can't update the book too often. So why the fuck are you doing a book? Exactly. Exactly. And the app is like, the app is like, like the second tier prize. So you're giving me access to a piece of shit app for New Zealand specific beer. Yeah, it's also a paid app because it's like, what, five bucks gets you access? Who uh, access the- give that shit to me for free if you care? Put the book on Amazon. There's ebooks. Like, I don't know. Oh, there's there's no, not even a reason potential. for a book. It's an app and a website that's it's ad a, supported. It, yeah. It's a PDF file. It's spend the money <laughs> to because you believe in your business and you want to get something out there. Yeah. That's what it is. So here, I just put it in the in our, our shared screen. This is the Growler. This is Ontario's craft beer guide. Comes out once a quarter, and it's three dollars. That makes sense. Even like in That's Quebec, the legit. the association of what is it? The Quebec AMBQ. They come up. They come up with their published stuff, and you put them in the you put them at the breweries, and people pick it up and stuff like that. But yeah. it's like it's the same thing. It has all the all the people that are part of members of the of the group. Yeah. So. Uh, do I like the concept? Yes. Do I like the awards and what he attempted to do? No. So it's, uh, I believe, uh, watching Shark Tank the other night. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just like 20% of the book is going to be this and 70% of the book. Like, <laughs> it's actually a pretty good Kiwi accent. That wasn't bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what the fuck is that, though, that's, man? That's why uh, podcast This guy is, is giving away Kiwi. his business case, like his business strategy, and like his financials in his pitch. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck you over on this amount. <laughs> this, book, <laughs> this book is not written yet. Uh, it's not written, but I'm and going I want to you to pay for everything. 5% of it. Yeah. Now, if I were to go to New Zealand, would I... I think he's passionate. So if the app was, let's say, three bucks and I was in New Zealand for a couple of weeks, I would totally spend three dollars for it. It's rarely the product. Yeah. It's almost always the marketing, right? You can fuck up your company with shit, bullshit marketing and incentives for the customer. Because at the end of the day, this is not a niche product. No, not at all. If you have a niche product, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You have carte blanche, right? Because everything you say is golden. The moment you go into an industry that has multiple fucking competitors, the only thing that matters, literally the only thing that matters is how are you different? That's what matters because people will even pay more for your shit if you can prove why your product is better or provides more like value or whatever, right? This guy provides no value. He's like, ah, fucking free app and read a book and uh, <laughs> are published. And but the uh, best part I'm a is, Kiwi, so, uh, but the best part is like, I went to all these breweries and they told me to they shut off. me down. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Way to sell yourself. You it's like, I wanted them to fund their own advertisement campaign. I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) This this growler thing makes sense. Yeah. So these guys go to the brewers and say, listen, we're going to have a massive directory of things. We're going to update it quarterly. Sponsor the shit. We'll give it to you for free and stick it in your bars. Yeah. Yeah. And sell it. Yeah. They sell it. And they have they have articles highlighting like the new brewers. And so all that is is distribution, though, huh? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. all that that is. So they're, yeah. they're not marketing anything special. They're just yeah. basically saying, like, we'll give you mm-hmm. the 
the exposure, the but exposure to be able to bring yeah. it to us to yeah. sell it on your behalf. That's, That's all it. they're saying. I, I did. I didn't grab it last time. Myself and our Phil and I were in Toronto. I forgot to grab it, but the time I was in Toronto before that, I grabbed it. I'm like, hey, what's this? Oh, it's only three bucks. Cool. And, you know, you burn through it. It's a small book and there's like it breaks down the breweries by regions of Ontario. And it's like, oh, if you're doing like this eastern part of Ontario, then it's this. And then Ottawa is like, oh, this part of Ontario, let's say eastern Ontario is like a page and it's got Wood Brothers, Bows, uh, Castleman. And it's like you go to Ottawa and Ottawa has to be like six pages divided into parts of on Ottawa because there's 27 to 30 breweries in Ottawa. Toronto is like fucking 17 pages because there's 67 breweries in Toronto right now. I don't know, man. Pe- people, it, it's the epitome of this age group where they're looking for the easy win. Yeah, They're not putting in the effort. They're not investing. And they're looking for bullshit marketing to help them. This is also a campaign from 2015, though, so it's uh, okay, people, well, it's I guess, five, didn't know how to use Google as well. <laughs> six five six years, years ago makes a difference, so yeah. I'd be curious to know where they're at now, but or if they exist now. Yeah, we could always check them later, but uh, it sounds like we're all out uh, at this point. We're going to end the episode. It, it's been it's been long enough, so we'll do uh, plugs and final thoughts of the episode real quick. We'll start with C Money. Guys, just like my, my big thing is we're all at a stage where we're frustrated we're all at a fresh, like a stage where we want to be back on what we call in, in Quebec, the terrace or like, you know, the outdoor area to sit and drink beer. But like, just do your part, man. It's, it's so minimal. Just wear your mask, suck it up. Like stop being, <laughs> I'll say it, stop being little bitches for a month or two, get your shit together and we'll get out of this on, on a better end where we can all start uh, meeting each other again, face to face for drinking. So just do your part. That's my thing. Sounds good. Old school. Patience, empathy, and understanding for other people. What about 450podcast.com? And go to 450podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I know you've been working from home, therefore your travel expenses are gone, but uh, I guess you need to pay rent and eat. Yeah, I still need to eat alone. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows No. <laughs> Ron Reed. No, uh, so Ron Reed. Yeah. If, if you're like us and you're uh, stuck indoors because the government is taking away your freedoms and rights. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you're that guy. Uh, okay, no. so um, no. see money or old school? I need a new videographer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's I got like, the gear. I got the all gear. Right, all, right, all right, children out there that are listening <laughs> to this show. Remember when your parents were like telling you to do shit and you and you weren't screaming about your freedom rights? This is what's happening. Like shit is out of control. Like just shut the fuck up shut, and shut listen. the fuck up and listen to your parents. Pretend like, that the people yeah. that are older than you know something. Yeah, even if you don't hundred percent agree with them, just fucking do it. It's not that difficult. Like Jesus Christ. But anyways, I still need to eat. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> while you're stuck indoors, play some video games like uh, Spearhead video games. Um, so yeah, uh, stories: The Path of Destinies, Omen Sight, Witchstone. If you're into RPGs, check them out. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, I'm gonna get personal here. Uh, there's this very important book that everybody needs to read, and it's called The Death of Expertise. Uh, now, the death of expertise is what's happening right now is that people believe in their own bullshit but before they believe in the experts. And that's why we're in the shit right now. Listen to the fucking experts. Uh, your opinions are invalid. 
when something is destroying uh, the elderly community. Oh, there's a survival rate of this, there's a survival rate of that. The fact that you're okay with that makes you a selfish asshole cunt and you need to die. <laughs> Enough of your bullshit. There goes half the listeners. <laughs> no, our, I believe our listeners are respectful enough and understand how this works. <laughs> Selfish um, asshole. Cunts. <laughs> oh man! It's, wow! It's literally this is the last episode of ABI. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, <laughs> empathy and understanding. <laughs> if you're listening to us and you don't believe in the experts, then there's something seriously wrong. This show is about comedy, but this show is also about our community of beer drinkers, and we want to get back to our community of beer drinkers. This is important. Uh, mask up. Get the vaccine when it's available to you. It's not available to everybody right now. We understand that. That's what timelines are about. The vaccine's going to be free. Why not get it? The healthcare system's overrun. They're not used to a pandemic, so they're short-staffed, and the hospitals are, are, are fucking full. People are also, even, so they're doing the best they can. That, you know? that's, that's not even about only COVID. That. It's not only add. about COVID. It's like, what if you break your arm? You're screwed, too. So that's all the other people are screwed as well. I, th- I think that there, there's there's the empathy thing that old school uh, mentioned earlier, right? Like realize that everything that we're going through is not normal. So when you go to the the doctors, the hospital, whatever, and you're not getting the usual treatment, understand that there's shit that's happening behind the scenes that these people are sacrificing themselves mm-hmm. to help. Like they're they're the epitome of those who just give. They give of themselves to make the world better. Help them help yourselves. And I know that sounds campy as fuck, but just, you know, do your part because in the end of the day, we all want that freedom again to just be ourselves and have fun. So that's my thing. Simple enough. If your job permits it, work from home. Uh, If you get, uh, sorry, if you're a Canadian listener, uh, you have the CERB as your backup uh, for now. Uh, Americans, uh, unfortunately, your government, uh, from what I understand, it's been this way for 50 years or so. Uh, they actually don't <laughs> get, want get to... Get a PS5, because that's yeah. like the 600 yeah. bucks you get. They, uh, <laughs> get an Obama they, phone. They want, Obama you to, phone. They, they want you to do your best to actually kill yourself while working. From everything I've heard about uh, Amer- the American system, how it works is they actually discourage you from employing uh, from applying for things you have the rights to. And the worldwide listeners, I don't know what your situation is, but, you know, this is a worldwide event. We're kind of all, all in this together, uh, despite the amount of the Internet was created to try and bring us together. And it separated people more so than ever, unfortunately, because social media, separated at the internet social media has has pretty much allowed this. It went from the we, chat. We rooms. didn't have this this shit with ICQ. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah, well, these chat rooms. Chat rooms were pretty bad sometimes, from what I remember. Well, you weren't because you weren't ICQ. You weren't broadcasting to millions of people on Twitter. Yes. Uh, okay, fuck it. So that's it for our, on a not so serious note. Look, we got a YouTube show. It's super fun. Um, Phil puts up with my shit more than anybody else out of these four of us. Uh, so thank you, Phil, once again, for doing all the video portions of it. Uh, for some reason, I'm the face of the show. Yeah. It's your show, bro. Come on, Um man. And, uh, you know, what? thank you for it, Carp. Yeah. Thank you for it. So Uh, don't be a stupid cunt. uh, Selfish, (laughs) selfish cunt. (laughs) Selfish cunt. (laughs) Look, I I think the word cunt needs to be brought back. Like the British use it a lot. The Brits are so good. Let's let's get Uh, out of lockdown first and then we'll talk about cunt. I love the Brits. 
First, <laughs> first course of action <laughs> after we lockdown. finish COVID nineteen yeah. is bring back the word. Shout out to Ant wherever the fuck he is. Yeah. He was I'm, on episode one. I'm going to. Uh, God bless. You mean the episode that doesn't exist? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, what I want to do is I want to be able to walk downtown Montreal again and be like cunt, 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 cunt. cunt. <laughs> was that something you did before? He, he goes, no. No, he but goes now by a, a fucking women's shelter. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey. With a fucking megaphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'll add all beer inside everywhere. You tweet us if you want. Uh, you can fucking bash me for being a terrible human being. I accept that I'm a terrible, uh, not so humble asshole at times. That Way is sell it. generally. It's generally for entertainment purposes. That's why I listen to things like Legion of Skanks and the Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll podcast is because it is our type of comedy. Just like Anthony Jesselneck makes us laugh because we have dark humor. That's what we try and bring across on this show with our hauntings and murders of the only time we'll be able to do this because there's not that much murder and hauntings in breweries. And at the end of all episodes, drink crafts. Not crap. P.S. Kill all the fucking armadillos. <laughs> no <laughs> leprosy in no 2020. Leprosy no, no, more, no more leprosy. No 2020 armadillos hashtag yeah. armadillos. No, no armadillo. Armadillo don'ts. They put babies and cows. The gay frogs. Armadillo don'ts is totally the Armad- episode. Hashtag armadillo don'ts. don'ts. Yeah. It's not a thing, but I don't care. Yeah. That's great. It has to be a thing. Here at All Beer Inside Incorporated, we're committed to bringing you the finest of beer tasting shenanigans. During our research and development, we strive to be on the cutting edge of whatever it is we do here. Our latest collection of sounds compiled by randomly singing and insulting each other have been clinically tested to ensure our golden caliber of excellence. And by clinically tested, I mean I got drunk and played them for this guy, Billy, who lives down the street. I think he works in a clinic. You can never tell with Billy. When you are listening to a All Beer Inside podcast, you should be confident of the fact that it is composed of vibrations that form a mechanical wave of pressure and displacement which travel through the air, where they are transmitted to your nerves and then relays information to your temporal lobe, where it is registered as sound. We guarantee to bring only the finest of beer tasting shenanigans with the comforter of our golden promise. They will always be between 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz, the range of human hearing. Go fuck yourself.